name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But as we confess our sins, God, who is faithful, jumps us, will forgive our sins, and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins unto God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are unrighteous and sinful and unbelieving. We have sinned against you with all our worthy deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his only Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of the Word, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Son to the Gentiles. Lead us who know you by faith to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The reading of the Holy Scriptures. The Old Testament reading appointed for this, the epiphany of our Lord observed, is from the 60th chapter of the prophet Isaiah. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, 
All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Epistle reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the third chapter. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, Though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ is 
we stand in respect of Christ, of whom the Holy Gospel is read. According to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the gospel of the Lord. Together we confess our holy Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and descended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead 
Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In Christ Jesus, dear Christian friends. My name is Casper. Well, maybe it is, and maybe it isn't. That's at least the name that legend has given me. But more about me later. The first Christmas was celebrated by a few devout Israelites in a little village in a little country far away. But if two and one half weeks ago you could have made a trip around the world by satellite, you would have seen Christmas celebrated by many people of many lands. I am part of how this came to be. I came from the distant east to find the Christ child. When I and my fellow magi saw the holy star, we could not help but follow it. Though we were Gentiles, we made our way to the Christ child, worshipped him, and presented him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, the gifts of our faith and love. We were the first among the Gentiles to worship the Savior, but in our path millions of every race and nation have bowed to worship the Savior and the King. You observe the twelfth day of Christmas as Epiphany, one of the festivals of the Christian church year. It is still a part of the Christmas season and is often called the Gentile Christmas because by tradition it was on this day that we first worshiped Jesus. Our story has stirred the imagination of artists and poets. Perhaps it is partly due to the cloak of mystery that surrounds us. Just who are we? How many of us? From where did we come? What kind of star guided us? I'm not going to tell you the answers to all of those questions because really they are not that important. We did come mysteriously over the horizon, arrived in Bethlehem, worshipped the Christ child, presented our gifts, and then, just as mysteriously, vanished again beyond the horizon, never to be heard from again. Legends have been woven around us, identifying us as three kings, Caspar from Tarsus, Balthazar from Ethiopia, and Melchior from Arabia. But your scriptures tell you nothing of this. No names, no number, no place of origin. All the scripture says is, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Those words do give some hints about us. We were wise men from the east. 
Gentiles who belonged to a priestly caste called Magi, who were respected and recognized for our learning. We were well-versed in our study of the stars. We also obviously had some knowledge about the promises of the coming Messiah to connect the appearance of the mysterious star with the birth of that king. How did we attain that knowledge? You might surmise that some Jewish influence still remained from the time of the exile when Daniel prophesied. Whatever the case, by the Spirit's influence, the star announced to us the birth of the king. We began a journey to follow the star. We didn't know where or how far the star would lead us or what hardships we'd find along the way. We simply followed the star with the faith that it would lead us to the king. At last we came to Jerusalem, the capital city of the Jews. We thought this must be the place where the newborn king would be found. But nobody there knew anything about a newborn king. In fact, when King Herod heard about it, he was deeply troubled, though we didn't realize it until God later told us in a dream. He thought a newborn king would be a threat to him and his throne. He inquired of the chief priests and the scribes where the Christ should be born. They searched the scriptures and told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. With that information, he sent us on our way and told us when we found him to return and tell him so he could worship him also. We continued our journey, still guided by the star, and finally found the king for whom we had been searching. This was the journey's end. We had traveled far. Our journey had cost us time, effort, expense, and hardship. But we found what we had been looking for, and we were satisfied. In the Christ child, we found that which called forth our worship and gift. Today I have a word for you as well, and it is this. Find the Christ. Nothing else in life really counts. The only reason our story is told in the scriptures is because we found him. Otherwise, you'd know nothing of us. You know nothing about us before we set out to find him. And we vanish from the scene after we found him. Nothing else about us really matters. The only thing that counts is that we found our Savior and King, which made our journey worthwhile and changed our lives. In him, we found the one who is worthy of our worship and gift. And my word to you is this, be sure you find him. 
Nothing else in your life matters more than to know Jesus, to know his glory, to know his saving love and power, to know him as your Savior and King. Find him and you will find what we found, relief from the burden of sin and guilt, a new life, a new joy in life, a new purpose in life, and a new hope for a better life to come. Don't let any obstacle bar your way to Christ. We traveled far to find him. We endured inconvenience and hardship. To be sure, there were temptations to give up our search, but we didn't let anything turn us aside. We followed the star until we found him. Are you willing to do the same? Or have you grown so soft that you will let circumstances keep you from Christ? Must the way be made easy and everything be made convenient before you will stir yourselves to find and worship the Savior and King? I urge you not to let any obstacle bar your way to him. Join our company to find and worship him who came to be your Savior and King as well as ours. When we arrived in Bethlehem, we found an ordinary sight, a mother with her baby. But by the Spirit of God, we realized this was the long-awaited Messiah. True, we had a star to guide us there, but you too have a star one we didn't have. It is the star of God's word which reveals to you most clearly the glory of Christ. In that star you hear holy men of God proclaim, we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That glory brought us to worship him with our lips, and with our gifts. I encourage you also to worship him with the very best you have. Your scriptures say that we return to our homeland by another way to avoid Herod. But we also went back as changed men. For in Jesus we had found a new way of life. Your scriptures tell us, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I can tell you how true that is. For having found Jesus, we return to our homes as new men. And we carried with us to our fellow citizens the message of the Savior we had found. We went to worship him who was born king of the Jews, and we discovered that he was to be king of all people, Gentiles as well as Jews. 
We were men of a different race, land, and culture. But we found that there was room for us too at the feet of Jesus. And his love, his blessings, and his salvation were meant for all. That was a blessed discovery. And we carried that good news, that gospel, back to our homeland to share with others. We were the first among the Gentiles to find and worship the Christ. But we were not the last. Since our time, there has been an endless procession of men, women, and children from all around the world who have come to know the love and saving power of Jesus. By God's grace, you Christians of the 21st century have been drawn into that procession. Now I urge you, to share the good news with others in your day so that they too may find him, see his glory, know his love, and join the company of those who worship and serve him. The gospel you have is the gospel for all the world and for every person in it. It is the gospel of a God whose love embraces all and a Savior who died for all. It is a gospel that leaps across the barriers of race, national language, culture, and rank. It is a gospel that is meant to bring all people to the feet of Jesus who came to save all mankind. And so my parting word to you is this. Share the gospel with others. So that's my story. The story of a mysterious stranger of Christmas for the Gentiles. The millions of people outside of God's Old Testament chosen people, the Jews. It is Christmas for you now brought near to God as he has revealed himself to you as the God of all love and peace. My prayer for you is that he will always keep you close to himself, that no obstacle hinder your way to him and help you share him with others. In Jesus' name. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.
God has made known to the ends of the world that salvation is in Jesus the Christ. As adopted children of God by faith in Christ and through baptism confidently now we approach our Father, praying for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their need. Father of glory, your incarnate Son has brought the light of life to us who sat in darkness and in death's shadow. Sustain your church so that through your word and sacraments and by the faithful pastors that you raise up and supply to preach and administer them, you might continue to draw men to yourself, that they would find in you the free gift of salvation accomplished and given. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, you once placed a star to guide men who were far off to your Son. We pray that you would also employ us in whatever vocations you have placed us to confess Christ and in our lives to reflect his light that others may through us come to know him and to glorify you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, by your Holy Spirit, remind us daily that because Christ Jesus was baptized into and wore our sin, we have been baptized into his righteousness. Keep this truth near in our hearts and minds that we might be defended against despair and temptation to doubt and that we might rejoice in the work that you have done for our eternal good. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of the nations, remember in your kindness all those entrusted with earthly government. Give them wisdom to exercise their authority diligently for the good of those they serve. Enable them to hinder and curb evil and unrest in our land. May we, your people, as citizens of this land, be enabled to live lives that are quiet and peaceable. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayer, tender Father, for all among us who suffer from illness or infirmity, including Robert Latham, rehabilitating from a stroke. Bless Maggie, the wife of Phil Schuster, who's fallen very ill and is undergoing tests. Comfort and give faithful patience to all homebound members of our congregation. Receive also our thanks on behalf of those who have benefited from your healing through medical treatment and procedure. And we ask that you'd be with all those who prepare and await surgery or test results, that each would in faith be still and know that you are our loving God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant your peace also to those who mourn the loss of loved ones. To this end, bless Barbara Bestel and her family at the death of her mother. Grant comfort also to the family and friends of our dear sister in Christ, Millie Nero, known to some in our midst, whom you called to eternal glory this past week. Embrace and comfort those who mourn with your promises that cannot fail. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, you once gave eyes of faith to the wise men to see beyond the tiny frame of the child Jesus and recognize Mary's son in humble estate as the divine king of the Jews and also the Gentiles alike. Grant faith also to all who approach your table today, that in the Blessed Supper we may rightly recognize under the bread and wine the very body and blood of the Christ, and in penitence receive it for the forgiveness of our sins and the strengthening of faith, departing in peace because of the heavenly gifts that you here bring to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All of these things, gracious Father, and whatever else you know that we need, grant us for the sake of him 
whom you've revealed as the Messiah, and who alone has reconciled God and man, your beloved Son, Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive and renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen.
O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into our flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Receive now the benediction of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.